Welcome to the Marketing Clarity Podcast, the show that has no content moderation panel. I am Ross Erosion, and today on this episode, we, I say we because I'm joined by my friend Kayla, are talking about Elon Musk's Twitter. Kayla Knob, she is a brand guru and a content creator and one hell of a tweeter. So <laughs> if you don't follow her, you're not living a full life. That's how strong a statement I stand by it. You can follow <laughs> That's her. true. And it's true. You can follow her at Kayla Knob. It's Kayla N A A B N A A B. Is that right? That's right. That's your handle, right? Yeah. yeah Kayla Knob. Kayla Knob. <laughs> so Kayla, let's let's do a quick allow me to set the scene of this dumpster fire of Twitter <laughs> for the yeah. last month. So um, kicking and screaming, Elon Musk was forced finally to put literally his money where his mouth was yeah. and uh, buy Twitter. Okay. for It was literally like he was going to go into like timeout if he didn't buy. Like he was going to get in trouble. Like there was yeah. so it's like. Yeah, he didn't. It's almost he didn't do it willingly, and immediately uh, he he. I don't know. I'm sure you saw the video. He showed up at one of the first things. He showed up at Twitter headquarters with a toilet, which yeah. is classy. That's a classy move, and he fired the CEO, the CFO, the general counsel, and the head of legal policy, trust, and safety. They're yeah. out. <laughs> I want to say, if not the first day, it was like the first week that happened. Yeah, so that, it was pretty quick. Pretty quick. Yeah. Then he said he would form a policy advisory body to oversee content moderation decisions, uh, which here's the thing. He didn't even – Twitter already has a trust and safety council consisting yeah. of over 40 organizations and experts, but he's going he's gonna to make his own, right? Yeah. So – the hubris. Groundbreaking decision there. Mm -hmm. He fired half of the workforce, including the entire ethical AI team. Yeah. He suggested that making the algorithm rank tweets uh, or making the algorithm that ranks the tweets, making that open source. <laughs> so that could quash fears of advantage or anything mm -hmm. like that. He then, this one, clearly, I know this is your favorite too. Charge $7.99 for your verification check mark, yeah. only to then have to literally, I think within 48 hours, undo that yes. because of so much issues related to profile impersonations, including yes. that one of them being a pharmaceutical company that someone bought the blue check for and then put out a tweet saying, um, uh, what, 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 dang it, what was the tweet that? It was um, insulin is now like you. free. And insulin is now free. And there that the actual company's market cap then just Tanked. took a nosedive. So, so this bad. is literal consequences of this stupid $8 verification thing. And 
Finally. And it, we're, I mean, listen, even as we sit here recording, I haven't been on the internet for the last 20 minutes. Who knows? But this is the last of the recap. The company then mentioned plans to cut half the ads and then make the remaining ones much better. But what's happened is, is a lot of advertisers yeah. have pulled out, which now has meant that Elon has tried to flood the market of Twitter with SpaceX and Tesla ads, which presents a conflict of interest, which is being investigated. So, yes. <laughs> in a nutshell, oh. it's going great. Yes. And I laugh, but the reality is this affects people's livelihoods. This affects brand trust. This affects journalism. Um, Twitter really was and is our town square. Um, Facebook think it's, thinks it's them. It's not. And, and, um, <laughs> just threw up in my mouth a little bit. We all did. We could be yeah. in the metaverse right now, but you know, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I think uh, here's my, here's my theory. I think Elon came in and he thought I charge everybody eight bucks. Everybody wants the blue check so bad. They'll pay it. And we'll be in, in the red, you know, we'll be in the black again. It'll be great. Um, no. <laughs> no, not only because people don't want to pay for verification, they don't want other people to be paid verified because that negates the entire verification process. But also... That's, that, yeah, that's not verification. No, that's plus like, people I don't, don't like, want to pay for Twitter. They're not going to do it. Just let it go. Just just charge the advertisers. And so what he did was cannibalized the advertising market by letting all of these people buy blue checks for crazy brands they don't own. It's almost like any of us, anyone who's ever spent five minutes on Twitter could have predicted that. I think the other thing that's really interesting, you know, the big one of the kerfuffles around why he didn't, wasn't going to buy Twitter, which probably because he just, you know, just was shooting from the hip and there's like, oh shit, now I'm in it. Was this Always. whole bots controversy? Yeah. About like how Twitter wouldn't give him like the report that he required about how many bots there are on Twitter. And that, that was a deal breaker for him. I'm going to tell you something. I would like to think that this was the brilliant reason behind that. Bear with me here. This is where we're going to put on our aluminum foil hats, everyone. Okay, so, I'm ready. Those of you at home, put on your foil hats. We're going into <laughs> conspiracy theory land. My theory was, or my theory was, he, he wanted that because I think he knew he was going to come in and start charging people and that conceivably they would see user churn yeah. and he could then attribute it to, Oh, I'm cleaning up the bots yep. that you're seeing a churn of bots, not a churn of real people. Right. Mm -hmm. And either way, I, the, the, Twitter had rolled out something called Twitter Blue, for those of you that don't know. And yes. that was a paid, you got some extra features for some money. And I want to say, Kayla, it was like five bucks a month or something, maybe. Yeah, under 10 yeah. for sure. But yeah, but and it was, it was a lot of kind of little things, but it was not the check mark. It was not verification. You did not no. get verification for Twitter Blue. No, it, it gives you other access to different analytics and, and some other special things. But no, um, original Twitter would have never had us paying for a verification badge because they developed the verification badge that was for our public 
understanding, right? And, so yeah, and and because Twitter, very I think early on recognized that we want to be that trusted platform that you can't have twenty President Obamas on right. the 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 you know or heaven forbid 20 trumps well anyways that's a whole different thing anyways that's triggering like that's true that is triggering you're right let me just hold on breathe count okay i'm good okay so you can't you need to have a trusted process so that you know your this message is from the actual person. Despite, let's also just be real here. Despite all the celebrities who, whenever they tweet out something super shitty, are like, "My account was hacked." Get the get out of here. Every yeah. every politician and celebrity who said dumb stuff and has lived to regret it has tragically had their Twitter account hacked. I mean, it's if anything. I mean, we should really be looking into the security, I guess, because it's really bad. Because just the people who say dumb things, you know, yes. it's amazing how that happens. And when I look at the last thirty days, I think a lot of what's happening can be can be kind of broken into two parts, right? You have the business of Twitter, and then you have the platform. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about the business of Twitter. So the uh, rampant firings. Yes. I mean, more than, like I said, more than 50% of the staff just. And it was also, done in a really harrowing manner. <laughs> he he oh was my God. wrote about it. Uh. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. terrible. And also the, the, now we're both remote work people. I, how I, l listen, I understand I, I'm an extrovert, right? We've talked about this on previous <laughs> podcasts. I don't mind so much and I can see value from in person. However, I am not dumb enough to believe that remote and hybrid work cannot work. That's the problem with a lot of people who they, they just, they, they just lock into one or the other. And it's like, listen, like both yeah. can work. Well, Elon announced for what's left of the staff, like no more work from home. You got to like yeah. come in tomorrow or you're fired. Yeah. You know, it was like that extreme. And, yeah, you know. Meanwhile, they're hiring. Is that serious? But this is the guy who brought the toilet in to the headquarters yeah. on the day one. That he—that's the reason he wants everybody to be present to watch his demise. I think <sighs> he likes the the audience. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there is absolutely a very real ego maniacal aspect of this acquisition and of yes. certainly of the last 30 days of behavior, you know, yes. with his quote unquote leadership where he's rolling out a policy and then on, then walking it back. And then he like, needs a CEO. He needs a CEO. Oh. That's not him or anyone remotely like him that has any respect for the company. That's what he needs. You know, and all of that morale that's got to be just tanked in the company does translate to the platform. As users, you know, we've been building businesses. We've been building friendships. People have fallen in love on Twitter. It's, on the one hand, not a big deal if we lose a social platform. And on the other hand, it is a fucking big deal. Because it means that we're losing another area for democracy to thrive, for people to tell their stories in an uncensored way. I mean, that's fascism. I mean, I gotta tell you, and this is a, this is a subject for another podcast, but 
seeing the direction that this is going, um, I think we're, we're at the sunsetting of social media as we have known it. As, yes. as I think I would say my generation. Okay. Yes. So I'm 40 years old. Not ashamed to say it. I'm looking okay for 40. Oh, my back. Um, <laughs> but I am of a generation. I grew up without social. I grew up when all of the social platforms we know today have, like when they first launched, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, even like YouTube, you know, like I was around when the, all of those, all of these things have launched. That makes us and, sound old, but yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I'm remember ancient. them all too. I have to take a nap, okay? But I'm, <laughs> but but throughout this time period, my, I've seen my own use grow and shrink, grow yes. and shrink and wane. You know, like I used to, it was very important to me before to be on all of them. Yeah. I'm barely on any of them now. Which, I know. You know, and I'm, I, don't, I don't say that unabashedly as a digital marketer. It does not, like I am on there enough to understand how they work, but, but from a marketing perspective, and this may be hard for you, for the small business marketer to hear social media as a marketing channel is becoming dramatically upended. Yes. Dramatically. Paid and organic both. Oh my, yes. Are sent. They're in a completely a different place. I mean, totally organic. Yeah. A hundred percent organic. Yes. But paid also. It's all changing. I mean, think about advertising on Twitter today. I wouldn't. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I and, and that's right. I mean, and that's the thing. I think we're, we're pushing ourselves to a new echelon of marketing that doesn't rely on big, wide algorithmic control and will instead go into micro communities and really controlling yeah. the conversation with the people you're speaking to. And I think that's a good thing even if yeah. it has a lot of bad ramifications on the way. And I think as we pivot and talk a little bit about the Twitter platform, you know, um, advertise how this is affecting advertising is a big thing because historically that is how Twitter has made its money. Yeah. I mean, they've only launched Twitter blue in the last year and it's right by their own admit. I, I don't think it's one of those things where it's like meant to set the world on fire and be like, Oh, all of a sudden this massive new revenue stream. It was, I think it was, to be honest with you, I almost feel like it was a playground for them to test out things Features and, that yeah. users kind of wanted. And, well, so and it it's kind a of nice like way, a you know, any company can add a loyalty stream to sure. their existing user base and get that long-term value up. It, yeah, it wasn't going to save their business. And to my knowledge, Twitter hasn't been profitable much, if yeah. at all. So yeah. this was just to pay their payroll and now they don't have that either. Oh my God. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. Because the the other uh, thing most recently that I missed was how now Elon has been yelling about well Twitter may go bankrupt Twitter <laughs> may go and I'm like you no joke <laughs> son of a bitch yeah like I mean oh well you know like I totally came in and threw six Molotov cocktails fired half the staff you and know that wasn't enough down what? the code uh -huh. got rid of the advertisers hey you know what Twitter might go bankrupt. Good then, thing I'm here. It's like, are you kidding me right now? It's I, just I mean, the same thing that happens in politics where a new president oh is over and they, they act like anything good happens was them. Anything bad that happens was the previous guy, period. And they all do it. Um, 
That's why I think Elon needs a CEO. I think he needs a decision maker that's not quite as by the seat of his pants. Um, and one that has a little bit more respect and reverence for the, the people that are working at Twitter. Um, I really feel for them. And I feel for anybody that's looking for work at this point because of it. Um, it's us. I, so on the CEO front, now I don't know this. What, am I going to sit here and do research or something? No. Tesla doesn't. He is the C is he the founder and CEO of Tesla? I think he is. I, think so. I gotta believe it. I could be wrong. He's always so involved in his own stuff so that involved. I assume he is. And that's an ego now, trip. Now here's 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 I feel I mean any CEO that would take this job has got their work cut out for him. True. But I will say I'll do it. Pay me enough. <laughs> watch it. Can you imagine? Uh, watch out. Okay. Uh, Sandberg, I mean, she left Facebook, right? I don't know. Now, the problem is also everyone who lay most of the people, I think a lot of the executives, even leaving, because Facebook's now going through cuts too. Yeah, they are. There's like some, some stank on them too because of Facebook's demise. But Facebook's demise is, and, and megalomania is, is very different than this. Yes. It's present. But yeah, different. it's slower, and I think it's more methodical somehow. <laughs> they're they're yeah, taking themselves okay. apart piece by piece instead of all at it, once. It feels more desperate. This feels more like intentional. Yeah, you know, like that. So it just feels different. But I, I'm I'm with you. I think that he needs to hand a baton to a seat, but I just don't know. I don't know or think that he can. So it, what do you think is the future uh, short and long of Twitter? I don't even. I mean, it's, it's total posturing. We have no idea, right? Because we're dealing with such a um, unpredictable person in a lot of ways. There's no way to know. The last that I heard was that like two-factor authorization on logging in is broken. So like if you log out and you use two-factor, you can't log great. back in right now. Okay, yeah. love that. No, I use two-factor. That is great. So there's all those little things that make me feel not great about the future of the platform because they that feeds the future of the platform. These features that are breaking down because he's fired people or he's turned them off will run people out. They've already run out the advertisers. And I think at this point, those of us that love Twitter will stay until it dies, but it could be on its way. I mean, we could be in Twitter hospice right now. It's hard to, it's hard to know. I think the best way to save it would be an investment from somebody who's dumb because <laughs> you have to be a little dumb right now to invest in Twitter, but somebody who's got a heart and wants to see it live. Somebody who doesn't expect to make their money back. And I don't know that there's a benefactor out there that can afford it or that would bother, but it's almost seemed like that's what we need at this point. I did see there was uh, an exchange back and forth on Twitter between uh, Elon and um, uh, Mark Cuban. Yeah. And shockingly, Cuban or uh, uh, Musk was a douche to him. Of course. And, uh, and Mark Cuban was like, all right, it's your platform, bro. Like, <laughs> like have fun with that. Whatever I you want to do. There are so many people that either have the money, the strategy, or both to help him get this back where it needs to be. And I think there's enough people with love for it that they could do it. Will it happen? That depends on Musk. 
unfortunately. All right, kids. All right, kids. It's the end of the end of the show. Everyone, gather around. Gather around. Max, Max, wash your hands. That is what is. Just go wash your hands. So again today, kids, we were joined by Miss Kayla, a real friend of the Marketing Clarity Podcast, and we talked about Elon Musk's Twitter and how it's a real poopy show right now. <laughs> so. We, we wanted now, let's think about what did we learn? I think one thing we learned was how it's okay to create uh, perhaps another revenue stream among your, your loyal, a loyal segment of your customer base, but to expect that of everyone, mm, that may not always be a smart move. Yeah. Miss Kayla, what else did we learn today in our discussion? You know, a big one for me is don't bite off more than you can chew, right? So I think we're learning from Elon's shoes that he thought he had this thing locked down and really has not very much of an idea what he's doing. Um, I think the secondary learning to that is ask for help, trust experts, know that your team has some stuff handled that maybe you don't understand, ask them, converse with them. Uh, don't fire people in an email. You know, I think I think we've learned a lot about conduct, even more than we've learned about strategy at this point. And I think for those of you out there, the small business marketers, um, if you have found success on Twitter, um, I think it's going to end up being a wait and see, unfortunately. And I think this is also a lesson about um, no matter what, and I know this is increasingly difficult right now, but not putting your eggs all in one content or distribution basket. And, you know, I would like to remind everyone they can go back. It's it's on this feed and you can find it at marketingclaritypodcast.com, one of our previous episodes of this podcast that once again, Miss Kayla and I did, was about owned platforms. Yes. It's a great, great episode. Uh, when during my time, when I stopped going on Facebook and I did a whole bunch of shows about things you can do other than Facebook. Well, you know what? Maybe now you're going to have to replace Facebook with Twitter. Now, I think the most important thing we learned, though, is you need to follow Kayla on Twitter. Okay, <laughs> kids? So everyone, get your phones out. Get your phones out. We're going to follow. Now, Miss Kayla, how can people find you and follow you on Twitter? Yeah, so my handle is at Kayla Knob, so K-A-Y-L-A-N-A-A-B. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn, Instagram, and lots of other places online. I have a YouTube channel and a website. You can find me anywhere. Um, as long as Twitter is alive, I will be there. So that's your best place to find me right now. And while she was giving that plug, I actually went online and for $8 bought her name and I am verified. <laughs> so, so I, I'm the verified Kayla Knob. So you can just follow me. And I think it was a good investment. Now I will tell you my tweets will not be a fraction. They won't be nearly as good or as frequent or as thoughtful or even as knowledgeable about the world of tarot. <laughs> which, you know, is something that Miss Kayla brings to the table. 
she may or may not be a witch. I don't know, but don't be afraid. Okay, go and follow her, Kayla Knob. Follow her there and and connect with her everywhere else on the internet and tell them tell them the Marketing Clarity Podcast sent you. So, until next episode, uh, once again, you can find show notes for this episode and everything else at the marketing or marketingclaritypodcast.com. Bye.